here comes another edition of Mistress DJ's Dungeon. Welcome to First Time Listeners. I like to put a little sample of my different writings, my different readings, different things that I do. I'm always open to suggestion. I've been a pro-dom for 20 years and I love what I do. You'll find everything from JOI to roleplay to original stories and poems and sometimes something a little different. So for today, it is a interesting story that I helped co-write and it's kind of about someone who's wanting to explore chastity as well as CEI. Now, it's one of those people that claim that they're not really into that, but we know how that goes, right? So sit back and enjoy and uh, let me know what you think. What would you like to hear next? I don't think you'd like it, I said. It takes a certain kind of person and everything I've seen. Well, it's just not you. He seemed maybe intrigued is too strong, but interested enough. It's just that as long as I've known him, he's been into vanilla, vanilla cake, vanilla ice cream. And as far as I could tell, and we do talk a lot, vanilla sex, not bad sex, I guess, disrespectful, mutual. Frankly, if I wanted vanilla, I'd get married, but whatever. To each their own, right? I'm not his friend for hot sex. We have a much better bond than that. And he agreed. Not my kind of thing, he said. So I let it go. I didn't want to freak him out about how I like to deal with my boys. My hookups. I'm well aware not everyone wants to be told when to come. How to come. If they can come. It's not for everyone. And I can usually tell right away. There's a look or a set to the shoulders, and I just know. If I put a hand around the throat or grab the balls, they're down on their fucking knees for me. He didn't need to hear about that. He didn't need to see me like that. Not when we had a hundred envelopes to stuff and mail. The next time it came up, we were planning our little outing. Our friend Katie was having a birthday. 29th year the last hurrah of youth kind of thing, and we were trying to find a venue that would have music and allow us to bring a cake. Not an easy task, by the way, in case you were wondering. As I was Googling like a mad woman, he started asking me about where I was last week, and we were supposed to play Elden Ring. I hesitated to tell him the truth. Not that I'm embarrassed or anything, but I don't like to shove it in his face if I'm dating, and he's not. And the current thing was more hookup than boyfriend. But I'm not going to lie, and he was looking right at me, and I can't fucking hide anything, ever. So I told him. To his credit, he seemed genuinely enthusiastic. Not a fake, oh joy, but actually super encouraging. You deserve something good, and anyone would be lucky to have you. Jesus, don't make me fucking cry, dude. It was all a bit too nice, and I felt the weight of expectations. So... Because I can be a sabotaging dick myself sometimes, I casually mentioned. Yeah, I haven't let him come in a week. Just, you know, to freak him out a bit. What? <laughs> I never said I was a good person. 
Anyway, it seemed to get his attention. Let him, he said, and then repeated, really? Let him? At least when we're talking about how great he thinks I am. Oh, yeah, really, <laughs> I laughed. He's slowly going out of his mind. I'll get his cock out and get him super turned on till he's panting and begging, and his hips are starting to go. And right when he's close up to the edge, I get up and go make popcorn or some shit. I had my eye on the computer, but I could tell he was really looking at me, totally blown away by the idea of taking pleasure in denial. I assume, anyway. I felt a little bit guilty about using his own sexual squeamishness to distract attention from me. So I said, I'm sorry. I know that's not your kind of thing. As always, he was super cool about it. Yeah, sure. It's not for me. But you can tell me about it. I'm just happy to be a part of your life. And if you're into it and everyone's consenting, I'm not judging. I just don't think I'd like it. For me, you know. But clearly your guy likes it. My boy, I clarified. Your boy, then. Your very good boy, he laughed. It was a good-natured laugh, of course. Oh, yes, he is. Very good. And very desperate, I told him. I'm thinking of putting him in a cage, though. Because even though he's very good, I can't be there all the time. When would you sleep, he quipped, which made me laugh. Well, exactly. When would I sleep? Then he had questions. He asked about the cage. I guess he'd never seen one. Why would he have? So I told him about it, how a boy could live in it, how he could still pee, how he could still wear normal clothes. He just couldn't get hard. It was physically impossible. He looked a bit worried, nervous, which, you know, fair. He'll be fine, I assured him. I wouldn't get one of the painful ones. I didn't mean anything by it, you know, I just... I wouldn't. It seemed to catch him by surprise. Painful ones? He asked, like the words didn't make any sense. I didn't want to freak him out anymore, but I'd already started. So I told him about the ones with the spikes inside, you know, as a punishment for getting turned on. I reassured him I would never do that, which, to be fair, is probably true. I told him, that's a bit mean, even for me. He was surprisingly curious, but then it's not so surprising. If you've never seen a cock cage, you'd probably want to know more. So I opened a new tab and showed him a picture of one I had in mind. It has this handy little gap on the underside, just below the head, about the size of a quarter. Easy access, I think I called it. What's that about? I was already back on the venue hunt, but he asked, so I told him, Oh, I can lick my finger or whatever and rub there. It's the most sensitive spot. Well, presumably you know that. He did, of course, but that didn't stop his inquisition. My God, these vanilla types. One sniff of kink, and it's time for 20 questions. My poor, poor, innocent friend. But I thought the point of the cage is that you weren't allowed to get turned on, he asked. I wasn't trying to be mean, but he was being naive about this kind of stuff. I had to laugh. <laughs> oh, no, the point is very much to get turned on, but then not to be allowed to do anything about it. That's fun, he asked. <laughs> well, it is for me, which was funny, but absolutely true. I hoped we were done, but we weren't. He asked me when my boy was going to start wearing the cage. I still hoped we weren't going to get to this point, but here we were. I explained that my sweet but obstinate boy hadn't agreed yet. 
That's why I'm not letting him come. When he agrees, then he can come. Once. My eyes were on the computer, but I noticed he was holding his breath. I felt his eyes on me. The room seemed to go a degree colder. Something had happened. But what? I wasn't sure. I hoped he wasn't completely turned off of me. I do like to provoke reactions, maybe too much. But he was a good friend, maybe my best friend. The person I turned to when my asshole roommate kicked me out. Or when I thought my dad was going to die and I didn't know what to do. The hard truth is I owe him an unpayable debt. I may seem tough. Okay, I am tough, but he held me up more than once when I needed to be weak. I wasn't looking to push him away completely. Honestly, I just don't know when to quit. But he said quietly, I don't know. It's just not my kind of thing. He studiously avoided asking more questions after that. So maybe mission accomplished? But then two weeks later, here comes the questions about my boy in his cage again. We were playing the game together online. As usual, I was kicking his ass, and I wasn't shy about giving him shit about it. That's the one thing I love about him. He's always willing to take shit when it's deserved. And boy, was he deserving it then. He's not a doormat, but he lacks the outsized ego you get with most guys. I thought to myself, maybe he asked, so I just stopped teasing him. If so, I was going to make him regret it. Oh yeah, I told him. My boy folded like a $2 bill. A week and a half of tease and denial, and he couldn't even walk straight. I laughed at the memory, but it was worth it. I let him come all over my tits. I wouldn't like that, right? I made him ask first, of course. And then I forbade him from coming before I said it was time. But he's a good boy and did what I asked. He ate three pretty decent orgasms out of me. So he got to come. And now he's in the cage. Is he okay? He wanted to know. Typical. Expect horror. Get fascination. He likes it deep down, I told him. I know it's not your kind of thing, but some guys want to be told and managed and to be treated like a, a thing. I'm sure you'd hate it, I said, though. With all the questions, I was starting to wonder if that was even true. He agreed he would hate it. But now I was getting curious. Fuck it, I thought. Let's test these waters. Ah, the cage is old news, I said. Then I took a breath and said, the new challenge is getting him to eat his cum. It's what I expect of all my good boys. For a second, I thought he passed out. Bless my underkink vanilla friend. He sputtered a bit and finally spit out, what? What are you even talking about? In for a penny, in for a pound, I said. Oh, yeah. That little bitch boy is going to be eating his own cum by the end of the month. I tease him at night in his cage, and when he begs to be let out, I make him swear he'll eat his cum, and he does swear it, up and down. I can't believe anyone wants to do that, he said. And it was clear, he obviously believed it. Well, there's literally someone for everything you can think of, but as far as cum eating goes, no, he really doesn't want to do it. Or maybe it's that he wants me to believe he's not into it, but I know something about him. I know it's the thrill of being pushed to do something that he really, really doesn't want to do that drives him. That's what makes him devoted. That's what makes him a good boy for me. So you let him come and then he eats it? He was like totally flummoxed at this point. Oh no. I let him beg to be let out. I let him swear up and down that he'll do it. And I let him hope. And then I tell him I don't believe him. Turn out the fucking lights and go to sleep. <laughs> I know I'm a bitch, but it made me laugh. But if he promised, he asked. Poor guy. He just didn't get it. 
You just don't understand, I said, that kind of thing. The last time we discussed it, we were wrapping cookies, little ice duckies and chicks and cellophane packages for his nephew's bake sale at school. He made an unfortunate association between the iced cookies and my hookup, or whatever, and asked how my training program was going. Oh, he's still a good boy, I told him. He resists. He still doesn't want to do it, but he'll eat it all up if it means he gets to come. The thought made me laugh a bit. I'll make it lick it off my fingers like frosting. But how can he even accept being told, he wanted to know. Told? When to come? If he can come? Where? How? The whole thing? I don't understand why anyone would want that. And he must want it. I mean, you know, you wouldn't make him do something he didn't want to do. And doesn't he hate being so weak? I appreciate that he doesn't understand the power exchange. He has never seen the kind of will it would take on both sides. But I wasn't going to let that go by. My boys may be subby, but they sure as fuck aren't weak. It's not weakness. It's vulnerable, but it's not weakness. I wanted to make sure he heard me, that he understood what I was saying, because it dawned on me, for all his talk of partnership, of equals or whatever, he was just scared to look weak. I mean, it's not so uncommon for people to equal subs being weak. I just didn't expect it from a guy who cried on my shoulder when his cat died. If you saw the size of the cock I'm pegging it with, you would never doubt how much strength it takes to be sub. But I'm a little surprised how much you thought you're giving this. I didn't think it was your kind of thing. And I was surprised, but I was slowly cluing in. He stumbled over his response. Well, well, I mean, no, it's not, it's not at all. I just thought that, I thought, uh, that is, I, I wonder what it would be like and, and anyone, how the terms are. And I just, he sputtered and he came to a stop. And then, right then, I knew what to do. How I could be there in the same way he'd been there for me. How I could repay him. I got close. Right in his space. Right up next to his face. It was pretty clear nobody ever did that to him before, but I've done it to any number of boys, and I know how. How to get close without getting pushy. To project confidence and authority. I kept my voice low and slow. It's not your kind of thing, right? Yes, he said, but it was more of a question than an answer. But maybe you're curious. It's okay to be curious, you know. He might be five inches taller, but his posture, his eyes, his fucking aura was screaming sub to me. I owned that space. I possessed it. He was completely unable to look me in the eyes. I could hear his pulse. A flush went straight up to the very tips of his ears. He was looking for escape. He took a step back and said, careful, the duckies and chicks might get weird ideas. So typical, diffuse retreat. But I knew what to expect and I followed him as he stepped back. No. That's all I needed to say. No. I kept my eyes firmly fixed on his. He stammered something about being friends and how it really wasn't his kind of thing. And I barely heard the words because his body was telling the story. Clearly, I said. That's it. Just clearly. And then I told him what would happen next. I'm going to put this hand on your cock, just over your pants. It's going to tell me everything I need to know. Although I think we both know what I'm going to find. You only have to say stop, say no, and I will stop. Say nothing, and I'm going to do it. He was breathing fast, and his eyes were wild, looking everywhere but at mine. I already clocked every escape route. I wasn't going to let him just walk away from this. 
back to his oblivious, boring, vanilla life, his picket fence destination population him. So I kept my eyes fixed on his, even if he couldn't look back at mine. I didn't grab. I didn't squeeze. I just laid my hand on his cock. Dude, you are hard. Hard as fuck. Maybe, just maybe, this could be your kind of thing. Maybe you would like it. We kissed once years ago, and we talked about our sex lives and hookups and all, but this was another level of intimacy. If I had to guess, I'd say he'd never experienced a moment like this. Not with me, not with anyone. What what are you trying to prove? He finally got out. Babe, I don't need to prove anything. This isn't about winning. If I wanted to win, we'd play a game. And this isn't about changing you. This is about opening you up to possibilities. Possibilities, he asked. Who you really are. Who you can be. Don't live your life telling yourself this isn't your thing, only to wake up at 40 and wish you were someone else. I love you too much to let this happen to you. I only realized how true it was as the words came out of my mouth. He let out an almost sob, a half-gulf breath, and he said, I have no fucking idea what he likes. The first thing that was honest that he'd actually said. I took my hand off his cock and I wrapped my arms around him. I know, baby, one step at a time. He took a few deep breaths and found a little control again. I'm not fucking eating my cum, he laughed. We'll see. We'll see.